0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Toying Around. This is Mike, uh, the same host from the very first episode. And today, or tonight, I'm recording a very special episode with a good friend of mine, Mike Trinacosta. And this is an episode that I wanted to record over the holidays, but I'm fucking lazy. And, you know, coordinating schedules as adults is not an easy thing to do. So... I met Mike through Dark Hills Gaming at their Camp Blood events. We've known each other for about a year, but we didn't really speak to each other until maybe October of this year. And we had become friends on Facebook a while ago and something had popped up. And that's what sparked my interest in bringing him onto this. Because there was this, well, before I get, I'm going to let him tell the story, but Mike Trinacosta is a monster of a man. This motherfucker is probably six foot three, six foot four, probably close to three hundred pounds. Got tattoos all over his fucking head, Friday the 13th hockey masks, and you're probably wondering, Mike, why the hell are you describing this guy? And there's a pretty good reason because in this story, he's going to tell you about it, and uh, it it was a little surprising to see. And it was awesome, and it was heartwarming, and I, I want him to be the one to tell it. So, Mike, join me. Take it away. Uh, thank you for being here today.
1: No problem, man. Thanks thanks for having me. Uh, no,
0: like I said, when I saw this video on Facebook a while ago, uh, it, that was one of the very first things that, that jumped out to me to have you on for an episode. Um, and I'm sorry we couldn't do this sooner because it really would have been a great, heartfelt holiday episode. But uh, to be well, fair, today is... Yeah. February 5th, the day after Valentine's Day. Exactly. So it's still kind of a holiday episode, right? Kind of a holiday episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like you said, coordinating schedules as adults is absolutely atrocious, especially when you live, you know, two plus hours away. Yes. And yeah, there's, there's a lot going
0: on between us. There's so much going on. So I, I described Mike uh, a few minutes ago, and Mike was going through some problems, and he used to collect horror toys which if you listen to the first episode, you know, that's near and dear to my heart. So he sold off all his stuff and I'm not going to say any more, Mike, take away, take it away. Tell me about this story. Tell our listeners about this story. All right. So, uh, so I mean,
1: it, it all starts when I was, I don't know, probably 15 or 16. And I, I got, I got really hooked into Friday, the 13th memorabilia and collectibles, action figures, stuff like that. So whatever money I could scrape together and whatever money I could, you know, save from my paychecks after buying drum equipment, I put towards horror memorabilia. So I, I collected it all through my teens and stuff like that. I moved into an apartment and we had it all on display. It was great. Um, anyway, fast forward to uh, to my second marriage. And we were going through some hard times, uh, court battles, custody stuff, all this. So I had this pretty large collection of memorabilia, and we need to pay our lawyer. (laughs) So I did what anybody would do that puts their family first, and I sold my entire horror collection to my best friend in the whole world his name's mike and uh, i do a podcast a different mike. with him yes a different a diff- mike. A different there's so mike. many fucking mics <laughs> we're gonna have to come up with
0: fucking code names
1: i know i know it was it was a very fucking popular name back in the <laughs> late 80s so uh yeah so i sold my entire collection to him and he was more than happy to buy it and it was cool because i knew if i sold it to him I- I could at least see my collection whenever I wanted to, if I went over to his house or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, I kissed the collection goodbye and years and years went by and I, I separated from my then wife and I got with my current wife now, her name's Heather. And we were, we were talking about, I don't even know if it was collectibles or just my love of Friday the 13th. And she had, she'd asked me about stuff. I told her I used to have a collection of this stuff when I was younger, and I had these cool, uh, this cool NECA uh, Friday the Thirteenth snow globe that you, you kind of can't find anywhere anymore—not at least in box. But regardless, anyway, so uh, she ended up without me knowing. She reached out to my best friend and his wife, and she was like, "Hey, I, I don't care what it costs. I want to get Mike's stuff back." So. My buddy was like, whatever. He was like, it's his, it belongs to him. It should be with him. He was like, just pay me what he paid, what I paid him for it. She was like, no problem. So uh, little by little, they would sneak the collection into my house without me knowing they, they would come up and visit for the weekend and they'd bring a box of shit and we'd go down and see them. And Heather would leave with, extra action figures in her book bag, you know? And uh, so one day she says, she's got a a surprise for me. And the, the video's on, on Facebook somewhere. It's on her page. It's on my page. If, um, if you wanted to link the video, Mike, yeah, I'm
0: going to see if I can, I'm going to message her, see if uh, she could pull it up for me. I'd like to link it to our toying around page. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, so she's like, "Oh, I got a surprise for you." So there's these two big boxes on the on the kitchen table. They're white. I think they were white apple boxes from the grocery store. And she's like, "Oh, I know how you you used to have a Friday the 13th collection and this and that, blah blah blah." And She was like, oh, "I wanted to do something nice for you, so open your box." So I open it up, and uh, yeah, sure as shit, it's it's my stuff, and and that's what I say in the video. I I'm like this. These are my toys. These are these are my posters. You know, it's not. She didn't go on eBay and buy them again. Like, yeah, it, it was, was my Friday. This, stuff. yeah, it was my stuff. It was you know the, all the little nicks and dings that they had because I was an idiot teenager that you know liked to be stupid with them and and just have a good time. So like, there's there's like a dark rim around Jason Voorhees' head because I crushed Freddie's hat on him because I thought <laughs> it would be because I thought it was funny. So, but it, it was cool to open the box and see my stuff, you know, and, and man, I, I fucking cried and I cried just seeing my stuff and, and the, the, the lengths that another human being was willing to go to make me happy was just, insane it it was awesome it was absolutely awesome
0: and that's how you know you have a winner i mean so many spouses don't really support the habit yeah so you know that that's really cool to hear it's really cool to see and, and like i said i described mike at the beginning of this video because you look at him and he's he's an intimidating guy i mean you're an intimidating <laughs> looking guy and, and i'm <laughs> as somebody who's pretty fucking tough i have no problem <laughs> saying that and I mean, and Jesus Christ, I and mean, we're going to talk about it a little bit. We're going to talk about Dark Hills Gaming and Camp Blood. I mean, this is one of the motherfuckers that, that is Jason Voorhees at these events. And when you've got this big mountain of a man running at you, even though you know you're in a controlled environment and it's, it's all in good fun, I mean, it's, it's you get caught There's up some intimidation. in intimidation. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. And when, when you see creepy. this guy, <laughs> I mean, and when you see him and you don't know him, and then you see this video of him on Facebook and he's bawling like a baby, it's unbelievable, <laughs> and I don't mean that to be like facetious no, or to be funny. No, it's, no. it's to see somebody react like that over toys, which, if you listen to the first episode, if you know me, are a gigantic part of my life. To see that in somebody else, is just it, it's really amazing, and I, I really want to put the video in there. Find a way to get the video in there.
1: Oh yeah, well, well, I'm sure Heather has it. Yeah, somewhere, I'm huh? sure it's on, on, on her there. Facebook,
0: and it's just it's it's just a really cool thing to see and and just an amazing story an amazing video to watch and when you when you get to know mike a little bit and like i said prior to seeing that video i really didn't know him then we stood up all night together after one of the events talking and you know mike (laughs) you're i don't think you'll mind me saying you know you you're an emotional guy you wear your heart on your sleeve so oh i do once you get to and that and i'm a lot like that too so once you get to know him and then you watch the video it's like oh it's not so surprising but right, right. seeing somebody of that stature break down like that, it's pretty awesome, and for all the right reasons. Of course, yeah. Um, so <laughs> let's, let's segue. First, let's talk toys. So you were collecting these Friday the 13th figures. Yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, you and I have come together over two things. We <laughs> met at these Dark Hills gaming events for our, with our love of horror. Yes. And we stayed up all night because we started talking about toys. Oh. so let's start with toys yeah definitely in your teens you were collecting these Friday 13 figures go back to your childhood what did you like to collect if you did what did you like to play with
1: all right when I was when I was really little which obviously you know Mike knows this I don't think you were ever these...
0: really little you okay yeah the womb, fucking four foot two <laughs> all
1: right so let me rephrase that you son of a bitch when I was younger you not go. when I was little so when I, when I was much younger, um, I loved Ninja Turtles, man. Oof. Ninja Turtles were the coolest fucking action figures ever. And I mean, just, uh, and I'm not like stroking your ego or anything, Mike, but like, I know you're a huge turtles fan and like Casey Jones, Ooh. maybe it was the connection to Friday the 13th. Cause even when I was a kid, I liked Jason Voorhees, but that fucking intimidating hockey mask, it was awesome. But All those figures, the Mondo Gecko figures and Mm -hmm. all the figures from Dimension X, like Zack and stuff like that, um, they Uh, were just, yeah, they were so cool. Like, uh, the only way that I could describe those figures was, was cool. Ninja Turtles were cool. And I know that that word gets thrown around so often. But like, if you think about what the word cool meant when you were a kid, like, being cool was the ultimate, you know? Yeah. So, and to me, Ninja Turtles were cool. Next to that, when I was really young, uh, was Power Rangers.
0: I loved Power Rangers. Figures. I was going to ask you about that. Cause that to me, I remember, I remember being really little and coming home from my grandmother's house, with my father, and we stopped at Blockbuster and I saw a Ninja Turtles VHS, and that was my earliest memory of Ninja Turtles. Okay. And I rented the VHS, and then from there, which was, which
1: one was it? Was it the uh, first? It was the,
0: yeah, the very first episode okay. that came out.
1: Oh, oh, the cartoon. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, I thought you were talking I mean, the uh, the movie.
0: No, this had to be, this had to be. I must have been three years old, because I saw, I saw Secret of the Us in theaters. Wow. So that was what ninety two. So I must. Yeah. Have this had to be prior to '92. This was probably '91, '92, um, and then from there, you know, my parents took me out. My grandmother, my aunt took me out all the time. Like I had every every goddamn Ninja Turtle figure, every so fucking cool. one of them. And so then cool. from there, I remember being at my other grandmother's house in Howell, and I would stay there a lot during the summers because my mother would work weekends. My father coached. And he picked me up on Friday afternoon, and he had picked up on the way to get me a Spider-Man action figure. And nice. I really didn't know anything about Spider-Man at the time. Oh, and, that, and that opened was... up a whole new goddamn world oh, to God. me.
1: The, the Amazing Spider-Man figures, when, when the Amazing Spider-Man was on Fox 5 when we were little kids. This like... was
0: before that, dude. This oh, was okay. The, this was like the, uh, this may have been like the Secret Wars Spider-Man figure from the comics. Okay. And his arm was straight, and you could push the web out through it. Um, and then from there, you know, Batman, X-Men, everything you could imagine, anything superheroes I, I latched onto. Right. Uh, my parents took me to see Secret of the U's when it came out. And I remember sitting in this like rinky dink little movie theater by my house and the opening scene when the turtles, when they go into the mall and they come jumping over the stairs and it freeze frames and the title card comes up. I remember like sinking into my chair, being totally blown away by it. <laughs> it the most awesome thing I'd ever fucking seen they were cool oh so cool and then you know i mean the rest is history so and then power rangers came along my cousins introduced me to power rangers same thing had every goddamn one of them so i was gonna ask you if you ever got into power Rangers. so all right so that that's a pretty natural progression similar to mine turtles power rangers keep going
1: Um, then I got into, I I got heavy into Spider-Man. I I really, really loved Spider-Man. Um, and there was a transition period. Like when I'm saying Spider-Man, it's the, the amazing Spider-Man from Fox kids.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, um,
1: yes. Yeah. I had all those figures, um, chameleon with the interchangeable heads, uh, so many different variations of Spider-Man. I remember I paid $20. $20 Twenty dollars for a symbiote spider man that my brother 's friend had, and the toys at the time were going in the store for four ninety nine yep. six ninety nine maybe and I paid twenty bucks for this, and I was the happiest kid in the world i had I had the venom figures where the mask came off, and it was eddie brock 's head, but it was still venom 's body, mm-hmm. so like you really had to use your imagination that nobody recognized that it was you know. <laughs> Wasn't Venom? Um, yeah. Oh my God! They made a stealth Venom out of that yep. same mold. He was clear. He, he was clear with the black symbiote. Yep. yep. Um, oh my God! Yeah. Uh, Scorpion, uh, Doctor Octopus. I had all of the oh. villains. Shocker, and you loaded the uh, like the the lightning bolts into his arm, and you hit the button into his in his back, and it shot out of his hands. Oh, they were great.
0: It's funny great. you mentioned paying $20 for, <laughs> for that, because I got to tell you, I remember, every, you know, back in the day, you know, I, I didn't know about toy shows. I was a kid. There was no internet. Yeah, um, exactly. Every once in a while, I'd pop into a freehold mall and there'd be like a big collectible show and all the hard to find Spider-Man figures that you didn't find at retail because all the scalpers were buying them. Yeah. Um, yeah they'd have met, you know, obviously jerk also to have met their boots marked up 20, $25. And my dad would buy every one that we couldn't find. And I remember right before Christmas, I was out Christmas shopping with my mother and my aunt and I found, uh, Michael Morbius and he had like this, this big broad chest and the blood would pulse through it. you remember that? figure? That is
1: awesome. I don't remember that <laughs>
0: one. And I mean the, the prices that my dad paid for some of these, I mean, you think about twenty twenty five dollars for a figure now, that's cheap. That's bad yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Back then you're talking about oh almost my a four or five time markup. Yeah, exactly. that's paying <laughs> yeah, a hundred dollars for a figure today. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Oh Jesus it's
1: Christ. Crazy. And when I was a kid, I didn't I mean, like you said, I there was no internet or anything. No, and, you didn't know what was and coming out. You and, looked and at the back of that, the card. And not only that, I didn't I didn't know that like Collecting was a thing. I didn't Mm -hmm. buy them to collect them. I bought them to raise hell and have Spider Man beat everybody's ass. Like, that's what I wanted. So, when I'm going to the store and I'm like, man, I can't find the Carnage figure anywhere. But obviously, you know, time goes by and you realize, like, oh, that's because everybody fucking wanted the Carnage figure and assholes bought them up. And I didn't know that that was a
0: thing. I have have one more good story and then we're going to continue. Yeah. I, uh, when. So I've been a Ghostbusters fan since I was a a child. I mean, little, little, little. My mother rented Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters to me when I must have been five or six years old. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, then obviously Real Ghostbusters, the cartoon was on. And um, by the time I really got into it, Real Ghostbusters was kind of on the way out and you couldn't find the figures anymore. My aunt was a buyer, not for toys, but she would reach out to Kenner. She'd write them letters. She'd call them up. Is there any way we can get any of these figures?
1: That's awesome.
0: And they didn't have anything left. You know, They, hit, they the license was gone. Everything was, was you know, dried up. And uh, a kid had just moved into town from England and we became pretty friendly and his mother and my mother became friends and she had found out that I was really into Ghostbusters. And some of them were still on the shelves over in England. So she would, she you know, when she would talk to family members or friends, she would get them to send me whatever they could find. Oh,
1: that is awesome. I,
0: but I never had like the original traditional looking Ghostbusters. That was okay. like a grail for me as a kid. I had all like the funky ones with the action features and shit like that. Yeah, I'm, I had the firehouse. I had the, the one, I had everything, but the four main Ghostbusters. And years later, I mean, I must've been, My God, I must've been 13, 14 years old. I was out with my aunt and her husband at the time. And we went to some comic shop. I couldn't even tell you where it was. It's like, it's like a dream. Like, honestly, it feels like it doesn't even, like this never happened. But we go to this comic shop and there's the four of them mint on card. Wow. $25 each, which again, at the time, you know, you're talking, these were three or $4 at retail. Right. So now they're $25. And I was like, my God, I you know, I can't let you spend that. My aunt always spoiled <laughs> me and she, she bought them up with no fucking issue. Of course. So usually, usually when I, as soon as I'd get in the car, I'd rip these things open, but for whatever reason I didn't. And I got home and I remember, you know, being so excited and showing my mom and she's like, it's the only time we ever got into like an argument over toys. She goes, you're not going to open them. Right. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm uh, going to yeah, open them. Yeah. yeah. That's She's what like, I bought oh, them they, for. they were $25, and, you know, they're going to be so much money. And I was like, yeah, but it's the Ghostbusters, and there's no toy. I mean, we didn't really get Ghostbusters toys until, uh, God, the past 10 years when Mattel had gotten the license, then they lost it, and then Diamond Select and Mezco. Right. Um, right. Even when NECA had the license, they never put out the four Ghostbusters. They put out Slimer, the Terror Dog, Stay Pub, Zool. Um, so I, you know, I opened them up, and then to make matters worse, well, not for me because I enjoyed it more, but my, I could see my mother seething. Like I said, it the only time we ever got into an argument over toys was they had the proton streams in the gun in the in the neutrino wand. So it would like you know you could there was a, a thing in the back where you could turn it, so it looks like they're catching the ghost. And I fucking That's cut funny. them off. Oh my <laughs> because god! Because <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't holster them on the on the proton pack with the streams in them. So I cut that shit off. And She was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I was like, yeah, man, but the Ghostbusters, now I can play with them. That's funny. <laughs> so I know you are, at the time, I'm assuming I know today, wrestling as well. Yes. Yeah. So when did so, you start with wrestling? We talked oh about boy. LJNs, so, the Hasbros,
1: BCA. So I had, when I was, when I was really young, I had the, uh, the old Hasbros uh, mm-hmm. with like the, the whatever. The pivot punch action yep. and and all the – they weren't even the actual moves that the wrestler did. No. <laughs> but, but I had those, and I never had any cool ones. I mean, I don't want to say in any cool ones. Like, I had Hulk, I had Warrior, I had Savage. But, like, I never had The Undertaker or anything. So I had a bunch of those, and I had lost interest in wrestling when I was, you know, younger. And then when the Attitude Era came around, and Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin and all of that stuff, I started getting back into it. And man, bone crunching action, Jacks Pacific WWF figures were the greatest, and I will make that argument till the day I die. They were the greatest action figures that wrestling has ever put out. I would rather have I would rather have a box of those than a box of the new elites.
0: I, I so i would agree that at the time they were fantastic they revolutionized wrestling figures yeah. prior to that they really didn't move no, I, no they were all not, the, like the yeah. ljns and the good loops all
1: yeah and they were yeah, horrible I mean, how the hell do you wrestle like no, that? you
0: can't even the ljns no. were just solid pieces of rubber exactly I mean, the bcas while they were rubber they had four points of articulation which is so fucking archaic but yeah. the arms moved up and down, the legs Five, moved up and five, down. the
1: hips, and then the hips, you know, you could twist the Well, that the was hip. the
0: leg. Oh, yeah, they, the waist as well, yeah. So, yeah okay, the, so yep. five. Yep. But the heads didn't move. They were glued on straight. Yes. Um, I mean, and it, that was a great line. I mean, there was so oh. much that came out of that. And if we, if we didn't have that, I mean, eventually, you know, we would be where we are today. But they, I, I feel like they saved wrestling figures. And that was when I got into wrestling, when the BCA yeah. figures had, had come out. They were they were so
1: they were so great. I remember when I got I got my first wave of them, which was actually I want to say the it was I think the second wave of the Superstar line because the first wave included uh, Diesel and Razor, yep. but I never had them. My first the first lineup that I got had Purple Gloves, Undertaker, mm-hmm. the British Bulldog uh ultimate warrior Shawn michaels bret hart and vader there may have been somebody else in there but but i remember those six and i i had christmas money or birthday money and i bought the whole line plus the monster ring which was the old god Which was the old L.J.N. ring that they just redesigned for like the new wrestlers, but like
0: gigantic. It
1: was massive. The the
0: scale
1: was so.
0: Eighty men battle royals in them. Easily, easily, and like the top
1: rope was at their heads because it was built for like the eight-inch L.J.N.s Mm -hmm. instead of the six-inch
0: jacks. I used to move the ropes down. (laughs) <laughs> and they would never stay in place because it wasn't where the notches were. Cause, yeah,
1: because they had the grooves and the exactly. turnbuckle posts.
0: Yeah. Oh, I man. My favorite wrestler, you know, in the late 90s was X-Pac. Mm-hmm. And you could not find that figure anywhere. Wow, you couldn't? Could not find it. I had like four different X-Pac mm-hmm. figures. I ended up getting all of them. But when the first one came out, you could not find them. He, he, I think he came with the Super Soaker. You couldn't Yes, and he was, the, he was in the red, white, yep. black, and silver. The original X-Pac outfit. Yep. And a commercial aired right before my birthday for a wrestling store in North Brunswick. And it, I was watching Raw with my parents, and, and the commercial came on, and I was like, whoa, what the fuck is this place? And we missed the phone number, we missed the address and everything we read zap comics like a week or so later my dad asked the kid working if he knew about it and this was like all kind of on the down low i was like on the other side of the store with my mother but i could kind of overhear him right and he ended up the, the kid knew about it so the day before my birthday he took me and they they had x-pac they had every again marked up right you know a oh of course
1: yeah
0: i mean the amount of money he must have spent on me that day and the 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 coolest part, Again, was they had the ripped and ruthless two cane figure. Oh, and this okay. Was the only it was it wasn't like a BCA. They were taller. They were solid plastic. Yeah, and the mask this is came off. The, I was going to say that's the cane with the removable he had, mask. He had like this. <laughs> fucking patch of red on his cheek <laughs> that was supposed to be the burn it was like so stupid but <laughs> i never had the figure
1: so oh my, i never got this so I, i'm dumb. gonna look it up i'm in front of my computer right now so i gotta look it up
0: and my father paid I, i'm embarrassed to say how much he paid like, oh I, I probably a hundred dollars 75 oh my god i and, believe
1: it and, and Dude, that had, cane
0: was so hard to find and the other thing he got me that night which i don't remember how much he paid but i can imagine because it was. I think it was right before he passed away. It was the blue blazer action figure. Oh, okay. Yep. I, it's just unbelievable going back to that. I remember, you know, we, I, I was taking a karate at the time. And after class, he, you know, him, my parents surprised me. And they drove me over to North Brunswick. We went to the store. And it was like, it was like being in paradise, seeing all this wrestling shit. And, uh, you know, all the stuff he couldn't find. And I remember just playing all night with those fucking things. It was one of, the great, one of my fondest memories of toy collecting.
1: Oh, it's, it's, it's absolutely awesome. And I was looking at the, um, I was looking at the x figure here and I remember when I was younger, I would get figures and I, I knew that they had recycled arms and legs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I remember when I saw the Xbox figure, which I don't know if you ever picked up on this. I don't know how big into the, the bone crunching action figures at are.
0: I had so many of them, not all of them, but I had, I, I had probably everything from like 99 on.
1: Xbox whole Arm, leg, torso, everything except the head is a direct carbon copy. It's the same everything that they use for the Owen Hart figure.
0: Yes, and then the other thing. Huh, he may have had different likes because I don't remember there being nope. being a, a tight had, a line for the tights. Yes,
1: yep, it's on
0: there. <laughs> the the I, one the most blatant one though was I don't know I'm gonna say it wrong, and, and if there's any wrestling fans listening to this, they're gonna fucking rip me. <laughs> Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett had the same head. It was the same figure. The forget, same fucking forget, head. Forget they, the same head.
1: One of the Jeff Jarrett's they came out with was the same figure. Everything just repainted. It even had the stupid thumbs-up hands.
0: It was after Jarrett cut his hair. Yeah. And he had the crew cut. And it was the same goddamn Owen Hart.
1: Yeah, they just put they just put a goatee on him. They painted a goatee on onto... the. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and they had some that were just so miserable looking. I mean, like there's there's one Shawn Michaels that they had that they started putting out like crazy, um, and I like the original Michaels when he had the like the curlier blonde hair and the long earrings. The it was kind of they modeled it after his run with Diesel, mm-hmm. and then they put out one and he had a hard plastic head and hard plastic long hair. And it was just – it was a really bad build. He was always in, like, the chaps.
0: The head looked like Triple H. Yeah, yeah. It didn't even look like Michaels. I mean, granted, these were very soft sculpts and everything at the time.
1: Yeah, nobody really – I don't think anybody really looked 100%. X-Pac looking at him was pretty solid, but –
0: So was Christian. Later in the line, I want to say about maybe end of 99, it was right before – Is it the Christian when he was in the –
1: Christian, when he's in the the white, right? He was. Yeah, still they the came group. out with
0: Christian and Gangrel. I think they were in the same wave. Yep, they came out really, really good. Those were some of the last like official BCA figures that came out before Titantron Live took over.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, um, and then and then I remember after the Titantron figures came, there were these awful continuations of the BCAs. I don't even
0: know if you could like, only find them at KB toys. They were yes. exclusive to KB. Yep. Yeah. And they started and putting out more modern guys and they were just atrocious. Everybody ba- had the exact same body with Titan yeah. heads.
1: Or they were they were like they took oh God. I don't like some of them looked like like there was a perfect example. I want to say there was an Undertaker figure. It was an American badass figure, and they used a Billy Gunhead.
0: I don't remember that. That I, I, I can't verify that. But yeah, I'm it, almost
1: positive that. Oh man! But yeah, they were just bad. I'm looking at some of them right now. Like they made DX over, and the Road Dog's head was like really, really
0: narrow. Do you remember that figure with the hat on? Yes, he had the ball cap on, and then the yep. other Road Dog, the the one they came out with, that had a, a very round head. He looked like a cabbage patch doll. Yes, with, with really the bandana. Head with a goofy-ass smile.
1: Yep, with the bandana. That was the yep. original one. That was the first Road Dogg that they put out. And then they put out the one with the, the ball cap, I believe.
0: So, okay, that was your big thing was the BCA figures. I mean, have, yeah. you've, you've seen, I gotta, I have to imagine, some of these elite figures that are, that oh, are coming out now.
1: Yes. What yeah. do you
0: think? I mean, we, I spoke about this pretty extensively with Dan in the first <laughs> episode. But what do you think about these elite figures? They tempt you at all?
1: Uh, y- yes, some of them do and and it's the it's like the kid inside me that attempts I was at the store I don't even know when the hell it was I think I ended up calling you actually you were looking for Aleister Black mm-hmm. and I was going over to a toy going over to a toy aisle and they had Diesel yes. um, in the Elite Series and I was like, son of a bitch like, I want to buy this figure just because I've loved Diesel Diesel was one of my favorites ever since I was a kid <laughs> I know. I know. You fucking laugh. I I loved him. I thought he was great. It was, it was entertaining. And going back to, going back to turtles, he was cool. He was cool. Like diesel was cool. Kevin Nash was cool. I wanted to be him. Like, man, he just looked awesome. Yeah. And so I, I saw the elite diesel and I was like, I should totally buy this. And then in my head, I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do with it? Where am I gonna put them? Like what's it gonna man. Uh, yeah, I you
0: know. you need diesel, then oh, uh, you know what? I need Michael's, I need Razor. Correct. And then it's well, I've got Razor and Diesel. I need Nash and Hall. And I need Correct. Hogan. And, no, and then I, I need Hogan all of them. and then I need
1: Sting. And then, you know, no. it goes it's a rabbit hole because you just want the ones that go with everybody else. But then if I buy all those, like well, I got to have an Undertaker. I've always loved the Undertaker ever since I was a kid. Like, so let me find an I, Undertaker.
0: I just did this with the Simpsons. I, uh, I, you know, when they, when the Playmates who made the turtle figures, who still have the, the master license for turtles, Playmates in the late nineties came out with a world of Springfield line and they made, oh my God, almost every Simpsons figure you can imagine. Almost every character. There were only a handful that didn't get made. And, when I was a kid and they came out, I bought Homer and Bart and that was it. Cause you couldn't play with them. I mean, just the arms moved, the head turn. That was right. Really yeah. They yeah. They, they, were, they were weren't really posed. action figures. Nah. They were more. Yeah. So, you know, uh, maybe when I first started dating breed, we used to go to this, um, this comic store down in South Jersey, the record store, and they carried a lot of vintage stuff and, you know, they'd have Simpsons figures from time to time. And I, I was like, man, I just want to get the family they didn't have, you know, they didn't have the rest of them. And it kind of, you know, every once in a while I would check. I'd go on eBay. I couldn't find them for a good price. And uh, at the end of last year, I was at a comic store with my buddy Joe. We went to a toy show in Cherry Hill. And then we hit a, a comic store on the, on the way back up north, uh, Play With This. I don't know the exact town it's in. And they had just gotten in a whole Simpsons collection. And they had all the family. And so I asked the guy how much he gave me a great price on all of them. So I was like, shit, you know, I'm happy. I finally have my family. I'm done. Right. And as I say that, I just finished, quote unquote, finished my Simpsons collection. I've got four and a half shelves up of Simpsons characters. Oh, my God. (laughs) I've probably got 30 or 40 figures sitting on these shelves. Holy crap. And this has only been since like October.
1: Wow. What's the whole line? Like, what's the total?
0: Oh, I couldn't tell you. I mean, if you, if you Wikipedia it or something, there's, I mean, there's gotta be, gotta be hundred, over a hundred easily. Really? I mean, variants of, of some of the characters, you know, they had like them in their church outfits and Bartman. they had Camp Krusty Bart.
1: Oh, okay. Bart, gotcha. You know, and
0: the same thing with Homer. So I, I tried to stick away. I tried to stay away from, from going crazy with the variants. The only ones I have are, um, Milhouse's fallout boy. He came with radioactive man and, uh homer and the moo moo from when he gained all the weight so oh disability. My, one of my favorite episodes that is and then, so- oh <laughs> and then i have uh i have smithers as bobo the bear and robot um burns and, and robot dog smithers um, okay but but that's really off. i say that now next time i record another episode it'll probably be up to 50 or 60 figures that's but, awesome. you know, it, it's such a rabbit hole. And, and the same thing this weekend. I think it's, I don't think it's me. I think it's my friend Joe that's the bad influence. Uh, we were at ZoloCon this weekend in Pennsylvania. And I, I've never bought, a, oh, that's not true. A Mythic Legions by the Four Horsemen. I picked up a couple of vampires to go with Blade. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I spent about $200 on Mythic Legions figures this weekend. And, I, you know, he's now, he's like, oh, you got to get this one. You got to get that one. No, no, no. I'm happy with what I have. That being said, later that night I sent them a list of about eight different characters I wanted. So <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens. But it's 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 so hard once you, you know, oh I'm just gonna buy one or two. You gotta be so strict, and that's not something I am in any regard of my life. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, it's it's just for me, it's impossible. So yeah, if I were you as somebody who does love to get people into collecting and and I encourage you to collect what you want, don't don't get into it because <laughs> it's slippery slope.
1: Yeah, I know, I know, I know.
0: Because that's that's how I would feel
1: and like oh, well now I need this and now I would need this. Like I went so far when I got my Friday the 13th stuff back in my horror collection, I went through everything and I actually took out all of the Halloween Texas Chainsaw Massacre and mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street stuff and I gave that back to the friend who I had originally sold the whole collection to. I was like, "Here, I was like, you can keep these. I was like, I just want the Friday stuff." I was like Plus, I know I don't have enough money to support collecting oh my the God. big four. You yeah. oh <laughs> because I would like. Oh God, I I could dump so much money. It's
0: it's hard. Well, I mean, look at. I mean, and you're and you're pretty strict about just doing Friday thirteenth. I mean, but yeah. you texted me a few months ago, and you're like, oh, I just picked up this Mezco Friday thirteenth. Like, I know, eighty dollars.
1: Yep, yep. 80 fucking
0: dollars. Yep. And and I say that with like contempt in my voice, but. I've got almost every Mezco that's been released. So I, that's I you crazy. know, 80, it, it, oh my God, you're telling me. No, I, yeah. the problem is they, they get so behind on their schedule. That shit that's supposed to be staggered, because the original plan was there was going to be one release a month. Right. Yeah, that's not how it works. Everything gets fucking backlogged, and then four or five drop at once. So you're getting hit with four, crazy. $500 charges. Yeah. Fucking clip. And I want to put a bullet in my brain <laughs> when all those hit my, my uh, account at once. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine, <laughs> and that's like every other month. So, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, okay, that's crazy. You picked up that Jason. You, I know, you, I know, you've got Necca Jasons. I've picked up a few oh, yeah. yep. for you myself. Uh, tell me how you feel about the Mezco Jason versus the Necca Jason. Uh,
1: um, I'm I'm kind of torn.
0: So the Mezco they are very different. Yes, if, if you're listening to this and, you, and you're not familiar with toys or you're not familiar with Mezco figures versus NECA figures, just before you jump into it, the big, the big difference, there's two big differences, three I'm going to mention. Uh-huh. First, NECA figures are a seven-inch scale. So, you know, if you're comparing it to, say, a Marvel Legend figure, I'm, I'm going mass market, mass retail, so you, you have an idea of what you might be comparing it to on a shelf. You know, you have your Marvel Legends figures are about six inches tall. Mecca figures are closer to seven are they're, they're quite bigger in comparison. Yep. Mezco are closer to that six-inch scale like the Marvel Legends.
1: Yeah. The
0: other big difference is Mecca is all plastic and rubber. It's all sculpted detail. Mezco is cloth, which at that scale is pretty impressive. And then the, yep. other, the other big one, the sticking point, is the price. Oh, God. Mecca, you're paying anywhere between, you know, back when they were first released to what they are now you're paying between Twenty to thirty dollars. Mezco, if you get it for retail, you're paying eighty. So you're talking a fraction of the price. Yeah. All those things said, give me your pros, cons, what you prefer, what you All right. having so, them now for a few weeks, what you prefer and what you like better.
1: I like and which I've I've always been a fan of. It's just never and we we've spoke about this when we've been together, Mike. It's never been able to be pulled off well. But I like the real clothes. I think it adds something so much more to the character or to the toy when you're able to pose something and the bends in the clothing match the stance.
0: Especially if you're doing photography.
1: Correct. Yeah, which obviously I know that you do. So to me, that's that's a huge up on the Mezco stuff because it, it looks – a lot more realistic and especially for photography, but the downside of the clothing, which we've spoke about Mike is like the stitching and the hemming always looks off because
0: you can only shrink it down so much.
1: Yeah. You can only get it down so small. It's not like there are six inch people making the clothes for the six inch toy. It's, you know, and
0: people bitch about that, especially when it comes to (laughs) zippers, they like Judge Dredd had a zipper, the Ghostbusters uniforms have zippers and people yep. complain that they look so out of scale. And yeah. I mean, Mezco's doing the best they can with that. I don't think it detracts too much in my opinion, but I could see why people would be upset about it. Yeah. If you, if you don't like it, it's $80. Nobody's got a gun in your head saying you got to buy this fucking thing. <laughs> Correct. But I think at the same,
1: and that's that's a hard thing because at one, on one side of the coin, it's, You want to make it as close to legit as possible. So if the suit has a zipper, the toy should have a zipper. But I feel at the same time, you want it to look as good as possible. And if a zipper ends up looking cartoony because it's the size of their head, because you can't get one any smaller, you know then I I think the toy needs to have a little bit of a difference. Maybe you have to put snaps. Maybe you have to put Velcro and then give the illusion of a zipper.
0: You know? Yeah. And and the um, other thing, the other thing though, is that there's with almost all these properties, there's options now. Nobody, you know, if you want Ghostbusters, you don't have to get the Mezco and there's other options available, which is, which is a nice thing. I mean, there's so much, I mean, really it's competition. There's so many different companies putting out the same characters and different styles. If you're a collector, if you're a fan of these characters and there's not something out there that catches your eye or that you like, I I almost want to say there's something wrong with you because of how much variety and how many options there are today.
1: Yeah. Um, So let's see. So going back, I, I felt that the, uh, you do get a little bit more, excuse me, in the, The Mezco. So, I mean, I don't think you get, not to bash them on their price point, I don't think you get $80 worth of
0: more. But, um, so either, especially with Jason.
1: Yeah. I mean, you get eight different hands, two different heads. You know, you can almost go with it's a part three Jason that they made, but you can almost make it a part four Jason as well. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. Very, very close. Um, but uh, you get eight alternating hands. Like I'm looking at the, I'm looking at a picture of it right now mm-hmm. and you get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different weapons. But, um, I think, I think overall the NECA gets it. I love the sculpt work on NECA. They are a little stiff at times, but I know that y- you've told me about like the hot water trick and stuff like that, or hair dryer. Mm-hmm. Um, But I just think, based on the price point, the NECA wins it because you can buy almost three NECAS for the price of one of the Mescos. Which, to me, that's a that's a really big difference.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's huge. That's huge. Like I said, I buy almost every Mesco because I just I'm I'm sucker for them. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, to me at retail, you're not going to find something that beats NECA. Right in terms of quality, in terms of price point, you're not going to beat them.
1: Yeah, it's the most bang for your buck. That's oh, absolutely,
0: people. absolutely. Um, so we kind of touched upon this in the beginning about how we met with Dark Hills Gaming and and the Camp Blood events. You are a you're a co-owner now, right, of Dark Hills yeah. Gaming? Yep. Talk to me about Tark. I mean, we could talk about it all day. I know quite a bit. But talk to our viewers or our listeners, all 29 of them, um, about uh, Dark Hills Gaming. Um, so it's it's an immersive horror event business.
1: Um, we basically bring horror movies to life. We've done it, you know, Pennywise. We've done Scream. We've done countless Friday the 13th. We've done Halloween um, this year we're doing a uh, a valentine's day ball which is going to happen at the end of february
0: so guys we're uh, i'm going to cut you off just real quick yep. i want to plug this today is the 15th of february the event is on the 29th if you are in the tri-state area or even if you're not if you've got a free day or free weekend i suggest buying a ticket to this thing they're 20 dollars it is, it's not the typical camp blood event, but every, everything is going to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, which I think is absolutely amazing. If you've got nothing better to do, if you're looking to spend money for a good cause, you just want to come out and have a good time, the people that run these events, and I'm not saying this because Mike is on, Mike is, he's two and a half hours away, what the fuck is he going to do? I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not saying it because of that. I mean, the people that go to these events and, and the regulars, we've really become, in my opinion a family you're talking salt of the earth people amazing people we've become such good friends out of these events buy a ticket check these things out especially this one i mean it's for such a good cause if you got nothing better to do on the 29th buy a ticket go to this thing All right, i keep going sorry i had the oh no, that's fine I, I, i'm so excited for this event
1: so, uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, that, that's what we do. We just try to bring horror movies to life. Um, this year, we've, we're we also doing a, uh, a Jason Lives event at uh, Camp Daniel Morgan, which is down in Georgia. It's the camp that they shot Friday the 13th, part six at. So we were able to secure rental for that. So we're putting on our own Jason Lives event. We're trying to put together a Texas Chainsaw Massacre event. And we're also looking into doing a Night of the Living Dead event. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you're a horror per, uh, a horror fan, a horror freak, a horror person, it's the closest you can get to being in a horror movie with either A, not being an actor, B not being an actual murder victim of somebody, it's it is absolutely amazing. I started out as a fan and I went to one, and I talked to the guy who owns the company. His name's Joe Penton, and uh, I I just I hassled the sh- <laughs> I hassled the shit out of him. I needed to be part of this. I I didn't know something like this existed, and it, and it, you want
0: you want to talk bang for your buck, <laughs> like we're talking about with with toys. You go to an escape room because I mean that's that's probably the closest yeah thing yep. the closest comparison to these events yeah
1: it's you like go, an escape room meets a I guess almost like a haunted house or a hayride maybe yeah
0: but I mean you go to any of those kind of things I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with an escape room you go to an escape room it's maybe an hour long you're probably paying forty or fifty dollars for it and it's a fucking hour you go to these things the the events run from twelve to twelve. <laughs> 12 yeah, noon. on friday yeah. or saturday to noon the next day
1: yep 24 you get dinner, hours
0: you get breakfast you get good company and you get scared the shit out of you you get the shit scared out of you it's just <laughs> it's it's so cool and and i went for the first time last july which was the same event you went to yeah yep i mean the ad popped up on facebook and i i text my cousins my friends and i was like I, 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 we gotta do this this sounds fucking awesome. And then I'm looking into the company, Dark Hills Gaming, and I'm going, Jesus Christ. I go, we're going to get there and it's going to be all fucking board games. <laughs> you didn't know what to expect because this was one of the first events they had done. Maybe the Yeah, I think third. it was,
1: I want to say it was the, the. I think it was the first or second event that was actually a public event. Yeah. It started out, it started out with just friends doing it with each other and and friends doing it for another friend's birthday. Like, and it was like, Hey, I think we've, we we kind of got something here. So they went public with it.
0: And I mean, it's I've been to quite a few events now, and I, I plan on going to as many as I can. It's just such a great time, worth every it's, penny. Yeah, uh, check them out if you haven't. And okay, so let's let's stick with that for right now. Kind yep. of same vein. Friday thirteenth. Why Friday for you? Why Friday the thirteenth? I mean, there's so many oh different. Boy so many different franchises, so many different horror movies. What about Friday the 13th and Jason does it for you? Because to me, as much as I love horror, yeah, all those movies, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to get shit for it. Oh. All those, almost all of them, with the exception of Jason Takes Manhattan, they all blend together for me.
1: Yeah, that's because <laughs> Jason Takes Manhattan's the best one that they ever made. So.
0: <laughs> I might <laughs> agree with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a fucking I wrote a paper for extra credit about it when I was in high school. Um, it's,
1: it's amazing.
0: But for me it's always been Freddy because Freddy Krueger has so much personality to him. Um, yeah, so I I'm always interested to hear why people it's not Freddy for everybody and why in your case why it's Jason and Freddy so, 13th. I don't know
1: I don't know if I could pinpoint anything in particular. I know that there are like glaring things from my childhood like, I grew up in the woods. Mike can attest to where I live. It's a place that you think somebody's going to run out of the woods with a machete wearing a hockey mask to kill you.
0: Like and it might just be Mike trying to them.
1: It very well could be. You never know. I like to keep things, you know, <laughs> I like to keep people on their toes. But um, so I grew up in the woods. Um, I grew up in a lake community. So maybe unknowingly, I was kind of drawn to that atmosphere because because it was normal to me. It seemed comfortable. Freddy Krueger grew, well, not Freddy Krueger himself, but like the movie takes place in suburbia. Halloween takes place in suburbia. Texas Chainsaw Master takes place in Texas. Like Friday the 13th looks like it took place by me, which I mean, granted, it it, it did. It only yeah, took it place did. an hour away. <laughs> so, but, uh, so I don't know if, if, if that's it. Um, I loved how utterly intimidating Jason always seemed. He just seemed—he wasn't afraid. Um, it, he was huge, this hulking monster. Maybe it was the connection I made unknowingly when I was a child to the fact that I loved The Undertaker, and it, for the same reasons he was—he was dark, he was evil. He—he he didn't feel any pain. He just kept coming, like he was an unstoppable force. And so was Jason. Um, And then I go back to that four letter word. Cool. That fucking hockey mask. That's fucking cool. Like it is a cool mask. And unlike Michael Myers, that when they redid the Jason hockey masks, I think they always looked good where they redid the Michael Myers masks. And
0: I was like, it, it kind of degraded uh, each time. It, it yeah, like, oh, you got to hear
1: this. Like, oh, this one's good. And then you see the next movie, you're like, what the fuck happened? Like, why do not you just use the same damn mask?
0: Like, I know Rob and Donnie spoke about that extensively on their Halloween okay. episodes of the R&D podcast. Yeah. About just how 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 do you how are you not able to reproduce it. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't, I couldn't tell you why I wasn't there when when they made those decisions or when they yeah, made I have it. But, no I mean, idea. it's hard to believe. Yeah.
1: Like... It seems like such a simple thing, but I'm, maybe I'm partial to, to Friday, but I they nailed it every time. And even in part five, when they changed the mask because they wanted to change the killer, like the whole premise was it wasn't going to be Jason anymore. So you changed the mask and I still think the mask looked good. Like it was the same and it was different. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, all that. And, yeah he just I don't know there was just there was just something about him maybe it was he didn't talk I I don't know I've always been I've always been I've always also been a fan of number one a fan of the bad guy I've always cheered for the bad guy in movies and tv and wrestling and I've always loved the big motherfucker and maybe it's because I'm a big motherfucker so I you know it's I see something that I can attach to. Freddy Krueger, I'm a lot bigger than Robert England is. Yeah. I'm bigger than Kane Hodder is, for Christ's sakes. But I, I see that big hulking monster, and I'm drawn to it. I was drawn to The Undertaker, Kane, Diesel, uh, Earthquake, You know, all of those guys, These big, the big boss man, these big wrestlers. And I was drawn to, to Jason maybe for the same reasons that I, I just saw him as this hulking monster. And yeah, that was that was just it. I, I loved it and I love the brutality of it. And I was able to see them more than any other movie due to the fact that they would run marathons on Friday the 13th. So of course I'd turn them on and I'd scare myself shitless and I'd wake my parents up in the middle of the night, and, can I spend the night in your room tonight? I'm scared. <laughs> and you know, it, it was great. It was great. And it's just followed me my whole life that you know that hockey mask is
0: so iconic. And I mean, if you you know if you're lucky enough to go to Mike's house, you're not going to find a bigger Friday the Thirteenth fan. I'd argue. Uh, hit the hallway in his house, it's every poster from every movie, and in between each one of them is a machete. He's got custom painted masks hanging all over his house. He's got the he's got all his his figures and memorabilia just out there, which I think is awesome. Um, and it's really cool to see. And it's it's great to see somebody that's so into something. And to be able to transition that and, and kind of parlay it into now Camp Blood and being involved with that oh, yeah. is just awesome. so cool. It's so, awesome. it's so fucking cool. And that's why it's exciting. And, and that's one of the things I love about Camp Blood is that – the and Dark Hills Gaming, I guess, is more appropriate. One thing I love about Dark Hills Gaming is that the people running it are the biggest fans you're going to find they yeah, it's, pour it's their for hearts fans, into yeah. these events and
1: more fans by fans
0: and they want everyone to have a good time. It's not, you paid your money. We're going to do what we want. They do everything they can to ensure that you are having, a, that you're safe, that you're having a great time and that you enjoy yourself. And, and uh, I don't know, to me, that's what makes it so great.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's not, we don't do anything half-assed. And I'm not just saying that like, even before I was there, like, or before I was part of the company, when I went that first time, I was like, this is absolutely amazing. I was in heaven.
0: Oh, yeah. Joey and Christina have done a great job since the jump. yep. Um, And now with you involved as well, I mean, it's only going to, the three of you together, it's it's just going to get bigger and better. I, I truly believe that. I talk to Joey about this all the time, that, you know, the sky's the limit with this. There's really nobody else out there doing it. And even if there were, I couldn't imagine the, the attention to detail and the care that goes into everything. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't imagine anybody else doing it because I, I don't know anybody that's as dedicated as you guys.
1: Yeah, I, it's just and awesome. that, that goes that goes twice as much for Joe. I mean, I remember when when he wrote the whole the whole Pennywise game. Oh my god! It, you know, yeah. oh my god! I I couldn't believe it. Like it was, he wrote a novel. I mean. Oh, about a novel basically like uh, the the attention to detail I I think unreal I think the only person that understood every aspect of it was was Joe himself like and this is coming from somebody that has read it cover to cover oh my god
0: every year I think he said he reads it Yeah,
1: 50 plus times the one time he he read it in school I think he he would finish it and then start reading it again because the teacher said they were going to do random book reports and whatever book you were reading at that time, you had to do a book (laughs) report on it. So Joe was like, I want to do a book report on it. So that's all he read all year just so he could do it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He is. uh, Yeah. Like that's, that's his thing. And man, when he wrote that game, like I'm looking at the pages and I'm like, I don't know how I'm, how I'm going to keep this. Read this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to keep this shit straight, so I know what's going on.
0: Like, walking around with fucking um, <laughs> notes on your arm.
1: <laughs> Except now they're just tattoos. No, these tattoos. aren't tattoos.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it so was. Th- this it kind was of crazy. reminded me, and this is the this is the last we'll talk about Dark Hills Gaming on this episode. <laughs> But I know, you know, I I love that group so much. I, I know this is going to be a staple of of uh, toying around. But this should have been at the beginning of the episode. But like I said, I am not editing any of this shit. So you know, you fucking deal with it. When Mike <laughs> and I first met, like I said, we'd been going to these events together for for quite a bit. But you and I never really spoke. I think no. at, you know, at we had probably no more three,
1: than a casual hello. Like yeah, oh, yeah hey, how, are how you, you doing? That's hey, it. what's
0: going on? I mean, we're talking three or four events. And then uh, I was on, I'm going to plug them, Rob and Donnie. Here's your plug. Even though you cut me out, of, you cut all my best one-liners out of your episode. <laughs> uh, I'm going to plug the R&D podcast. I had done a spot for them. And it was a few weeks later that, that was the Pennywise event, I think. Yeah. And, no, it wasn't Pennywise. It was Scream. Oh, okay. Yeah. Scream. Yeah, I didn't talk to you about Pennywise. Nope. Uh it was the scream event and before the event had started we passed each other in the hallway and it was the same shit hey what's going on and then you pulled me aside and you're like hey man I, I just listened to you on the r&d podcast so I really enjoyed it and uh you're like I didn't know you were in the toys I mean every chance we had that day you and me ended up bullshitting about toys oh my god and, yeah and then after the event was over I mean we're talking 12 o'clock at night right yeah. uh fuck you and me stayed up the entire fucking night and when I say we stayed up the entire night we were up until Probably three or four the next afternoon.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like when we say like up all night, it wasn't like we were up till four in the morning. Like no, everybody went to bed. Probably everyone turned in. I'd say about one, two o'clock, and uh, then we were up until they woke up the next. Yeah, then they woke up, and we all had breakfast, and everybody leaves, and Mike and I are still awake talking about (laughs) everything, and. We, everybody gets in their car and leaves and we didn't, you know, we were, we were awake until yeah, three, four o'clock that afternoon when we all got home.
0: And we've been talking ever since we've become pretty friendly. And, uh, like I said, as soon as I saw that video and then I got to know you, especially after I got to know you, I knew, I mean, that was, that was about when I started toying around with toying around and I knew I had to have you on to talk about that story and, and just everything in general, because you're, you're such a down to earth guy. Oh, thank you. And, uh, thank you. Before I let you go, because we're almost, we might even be at an, over an hour now. I think we are, yeah. Well, you know, what if people don't like it, they can fucking stop listening at 60 minutes. Um, correct, correct. Um, I got two more things I want to talk about. Yeah. First and foremost, I want to talk about, you mentioned very early in the episode that if you weren't spending money on toys, you were spending money on drum stuff.
1: Yeah. Talk yeah. to me
0: about your uh, music career. So,
1: yeah, I started I started playing drums uh, geez, about the same time I started collecting Friday the 13th stuff when I was about 15 years old. And uh, yeah, I, I, I bought a guitar, and I couldn't play inner Sandman, so I gave it
0: to a friend of so mine. So I smashed it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I was like, well, fuck this, so I bought a drum set. I gave it to a friend of mine, and oddly enough, that's the friend that I – he's my best friend in the whole world. Like, so I gave him that, and actually just last – september october maybe he got his doctorate in music wow so he is yeah yeah he is mr mr fucking music and uh, i
0: believe it's doctor music
1: yeah 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 it's it's insane but uh so i bought a drum set and yeah that was it like i, I listened to heavy metal judas priest slayer metallica megadeth and i absolutely loved it and i just that was it. it just followed me the whole time and i've been in that uh, bands and i've gone on tour and i've opened for acts and all kinds of stuff i've been in studios and i've shared stages with with well, really, really cool basement. fucking people yeah yep yep so before the studio got built in the basement i was one of those poor bastards that would actually pay to go to studio to record albums and demos and stuff and when i bought my house i was like no more of that. So I turned one of the rooms in my basement into a recording studio so I wouldn't have to fork out $100 an hour to,
0: to record my drums. And right now you're playing, you're a member of Radio uh, Riot. Yeah,
1: Radio Riot. Yep. So uh, we're working on, we, we did like a kind of like a short album last summer. And now we're looking at putting together a full length. And uh, it's, it's hard hitting. Punk rock. It's not like pansy ass punk rock, but it's not it's not metal. But uh it's a it's a pretty pretty solid blend. I, I like it. I like it. And I I think everybody else will like it too. So and I mean you can, don't
0: if they don't too it, fucking bad because yeah, yeah, you like it. it and you're having a good time.
1: Exactly. And that's all that fucking matters. So yeah, I mean it matters. If if you don't fucking like it, change the channel.
0: Yeah, you you goddamn right. And the other thing I wanna plug. Yeah, uh Monday night horror.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's my podcast that I have with lo and behold, Mike, my best friend in the whole fucking world. Um, and our, our big thing on there is we do watch throughs of horror movies. So we tell you when to hit play and we give you our dumb commentary. We're not about telling you like what, you know, what a great movie it is and a landmark in cinematography and all of that dumb shit. Everybody's heard that a million times. This is just two best friends watching their favorite and not so favorite movies and just laughing and making jokes. And sometimes we've got interesting things to say about the movies, but it's more or less just to have a good time, you know? And some of them last an hour and a half. Some are two hours. We did Halloween 2018. It's a four hour fucking podcast. Oh, God, that movie's rough. That movie's rough to watch when you really start breaking it down.
0: Stop yourself. <laughs> Stop yourself right there. Uh, and, and unlike toying around, Mike and Mike, the other Mike and Mikes, uh, are actually putting out content on a regular basis. So. We're trying.
1: We're trying to do every weekend. I actually just uploaded uh, our watch through of Child's Play 1988. I just uploaded that. So that should be available that come this monday so we That's try awesome. to put them out every fucking monday
0: it's hard to do man like we were talking about it's so hard you know i know i mean I, all the shit you have going on I, I you know full-time i have a full-time job I'm going for my master's. I've got a wife you know it's, it's and i and i'm always running around for toys so sitting down to record yeah i don't want it to just be me talking for an hour so trying to coordinate with other people is just fucking insane
1: it is it is every, said, everybody's always so fucking busy
0: that being said, I have a guest lined up for my third episode, and it's not just some—no offense, some nobody that nobody's heard of, like me, um, except for the twenty-something listeners I have. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna announce it here, and I'm gonna feel like a total fucking moron if we can't coordinate this. But you know, I got a message from him the other day, and he said he's free for the next seven or eight days. So we're gonna we're gonna sit down and hopefully record that this week. I've got uh, Corey Gregory from the band Prince Daddy and the Hyena. And if you haven't listened to them, uh, check them out on whatever you like to listen to music on. They came out with their most recent album last year, Cosmic Thrill Seekers. And it's, it's really good. And this is coming from somebody who, when I first heard them, was not a fan of them. Uh, and they've really grown on me. And this album is just, it, it's really amazing. Um, and what got me into them was Ninja Turtles and my buddy Dan, who was on the first episode, so we're going to sit down. Corey's already forewarned me on three different occasions that he doesn't know a lot about toys. But uh, <laughs> he's a big Ninja Turtle fan. And uh, if nothing else, we have that in common. And fuck, uh, fuck all everybody knows I could talk Ninja Turtles for days. So There's nothing
1: wrong with that. There's
0: so. nothing wrong with that. So I'm really excited. Hopefully this week we're going to get that recorded and we'll have that up soon. Um, and in the meantime, check them out if you haven't. Cosmic Thrill Seekers by uh, Prince Daddy and the Hyena. Um, Mike, I'm gonna end this now. Thank you so much for for sitting down with me and taking the time to record. I think our our listeners are gonna really enjoy this episode and getting to know you. If you guys are you know have nothing better to do, and even if you do, fucking drop it and check <laughs> out Dark Hills Gaming. Yes, and come to an it's event. actually
1: Dark Hills events now.
0: Dark Dark Hills events. Yep. Um, that's not gonna be edited in post. So it, Dark nope. Hills nope. events. Um, <laughs> check out Monday Night Horror, Mike's podcast. Check Thank out you. Radio Riot. Um, and check out the video, uh, that Heather recorded of her giving Mike all his toys back.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll get you that video. So you can, if you want to, you know, yeah, it's, it it's awesome. Want. It
0: would have probably been more effective around Thanksgiving, but, uh, we're it's Valentine's day. Yeah, fuck fuck it. yeah. It's Valentine's day. So <laughs> there you go, Mike, thanks again. I'm definitely going to have you on again. Um, we're gonna talk some more. We're gonna talk a lot more about uh, wrestling and horror. Awesome and Ninja Turtles. I, I want to get a roundtable going with a couple people about. Oh,
1: that would be great. That would be uh, absolutely. I would. I would love to sit down and maybe. Maybe we'll have to do a, a Monday Night Horror and do do the uh, the first two movies.
0: Oh my god.
1: Oh, I would have oh to have god. you on for it if we do.
0: I, I have to, but I mean, oh,
1: yeah. I, I'm just forewarning you. We're gonna rip them to fucking
0: pieces. Listen, if you rip Ninja the first Ninja Turtles to me,
1: you might cry.
0: I'm not going to cry. It's just That'll be the end of our friendship right there. So on, uh, on that grim note, we're going to end this. Thanks again, Mike. Guys, thank check, you. Them, check him out. I'm going to plug everything in the, uh, in the post. So thank you for listening. and Thank you for listening to us toy around. Take care.